Because the thing she said to me when she handed me the box is that I know you're going to love this. And so I thought to myself, what image am I portraying that anyone on the planet would think that I would love something that looks like a maternity smock? Are you looking to create more money, more options, and more fun? Hi, I'm Chris McCarron, and each week my guests and I will share our experiences with real estate investing and do our best to help empower you to start creating wealth yourself. Welcome to Women Creating Wealth. If you're ready to get started, visit womencreatingwealth.net. For now, let's jump into today's episode. Welcome back to Women Creating Wealth, the show where we help you to find more money, more options, and more fun. This is the New Year 2023 edition of the podcast. And the first thing I want to talk about, can I just get this off my chest? So, of course, no one can buy you as good gifts as you can get for yourself, right? You're out in the store, you're shopping for other people during this holiday season, and you find all these things that you like for yourself. But for some reason, and so I don't expect people to get me great gifts, right? I, I understand. It's hard to buy things for other people. I personally think I'm easy to buy for, but other people probably don't. But the point is that I received a gift this year. So I celebrate Christmas and I received a Christmas gift this year, last year, 2022, that I found insulting. And I don't know why. So I want to just talk this through with you because I think it ties into the wealth thing at the end of the day. It ties into the wealth thing. And I'm just, I want you to help me to get my brain around why this was so upsetting to me. So a person who I only see basically on holidays and maybe the odd barbecue or something. So she doesn't know me really well. She got me a gift and I opened the box and I just was like, I was just like, ew. (laughs) It was an article of clothing. And you know, those old pictures that you see of like Vincent van Gogh or some artist and they've got this like beret and they have this white kind of smock thing on to protect their clothes. Well, it looked like that, except it was dusty rose, which is a color that like back in the 80s, I once painted a wall, but I have never worn that color. It's just not my color, right? It's a color that would look good on you if you were a fair haired person. It's not a color that a dark haired person should wear. It was like, it would wash me out and make me look, you know, sick. Because the thing she said to me when she handed me the box is that I know you're going to love this. And so I thought to myself, what image am I portraying that anyone on the planet would think that I would love something that looks like a maternity smock? What am I portraying? Like, I want to be comfortable. I love to be comfortable. Being comfortable is important to me. But I feel like I believed that I wore comfortable clothes that were also flattering, Right? I, I think in my mind that I'm wearing comfortable clothes that actually look good on me, but just that aren't binding. And so now, like, this is probably like I'm way, I know I'm way overthinking this, but it's cheap. it's caused me to like want to re- rethink my whole wardrobe. And so that's where this comes back to the whole wealth thing. Because, you know, I, I'm not buying In general, I'm not buying expensive clothing. Like that's just not something that I typically do. Not that I'm averse to it, but I just am not 
looking like I don't shop much. Let's put it that way. I am not a big shopper. I don't love shopping. I half the time I, I never I never go into a mall unless I'm shopping for someone else for some holiday or you know birthday thing where I have to go there. Almost all my shopping was done online, and I won't buy clothes online for myself because I'm too hard to fit and I am fussy. So I just feel like so okay. So my wardrobe is not really intentional. It's like I've walked into a thrift shop and I've found this thing that I think looks good on me and it's comfortable. And so I bought it. But like, am I projecting the image that I want to run around in like, you know, maternity smocks? So you know, help me with this. Do Does a wealthy person have to look wealthy? Does a wealthy person have to spend $250 on a pair of socks? Do they have to spend $400 on a haircut? I guess I just, I'm not that, per- look, I don't even have makeup on. I'm not a primper. But I just didn't feel like I was a frump. So anyway, that's, thank you for letting me get that off my chest. That was like a total rant and I feel bad about it. But, you know, I just, yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm not over it. I'm still, even after you allowing me to vent that, I'm still not over it. And I have to, I feel like I wanted to throw out all my clothes and start fresh with things that are just style, much more stylish, which I, I mean, I don't feel, am I unstylish? Like, look, this has like a cute little sleeve and the color is flattering. I don't know. Anyway, let's move on. Because it's very, to me, I've always been really I guess the word is superstitious about the new year. Like the way you start the new year is going to be, in my mind, is going to be like a a harbinger of what the year is going to be like. So if I start the year sick in bed, then I'm going to be have a year where I'm not very healthy. If I start the year you know, falling asleep early and not celebrating, right? I, I just feel that way. Like if I'm alone for some reason on New Year's Eve, but, or if I'm just sitting around, oh, let's just have like a nice dinner or something boring. If, or if I do something exciting and I'm in another country or another city or I'm doing something really fun and interesting or I'm with a bunch of friends, I just feel like that is going to set the tone for my year. Now, does it have to? No. But I guess what I'm saying is why not? start the new year off in a fun way. Why not start it off in a way that is going to be extra, extra fun and special and exciting, right? That's just, you know, a thought. You have a couple days, see what's going on in your area or within a couple hours drive or within a couple hours flight and just try to do something like that's out of the box, something that's fun, something that allows you to Embrace your financial abundance and the financial abundance that's coming to you in 2023. Now, the final thing is that I really want to impart to you is this idea of goals and doing an annual report for your life. Every January, I go to a meeting in um, Boca Raton, in Boca Raton, Florida, where we, in order to get admission into this place, you have to have created an annual report for yourself, the way you might create an annual report for your company. And it includes like 10 aspects of your life. So community, creativity, spiritual, financial, you know, work, whatever. There are 10 
categories. And those categories are, you know, you go through each of those categories and you say what you've accomplished in that category in the previous year and what your challenges were that you hope to overcome in the coming year. And you do income circles, civic circles, all kinds of things. And in the end, the final piece of your annual report is you create an obituary for yourself. How do you want to be remembered? For me, this was extremely powerful. The first time I did this obituary, I gave it a lot of thought. And I thought, what, like, ideally, how would I like to be remembered? And because of that, because of creating that, because one of the things that I said is that I want to have been remembered as a person who gave millions of dollars to the arts, millions of dollars to cultural organizations in my area. So I went and bequeathed, I made a, it's an intention for you to donate a certain amount of money upon your death. So I made one of those to the Boston Public Library. And in the meantime, every year I give money to different arts organizations, to community theaters, to other small civic organizations that are in my area. Because how can I be a person who's remembered for giving millions of dollars to civic organizations and the arts if I don't start today? And the other thing I'm doing is this prosperity game. So we don't usually get to talk about all this kind of stuff, but I think for creating wealth, it's important for you to get your brain around the idea of being a wealthy person. Many of us who started with little or nothing as children, we have been taught that wealthy people are kind of bad and they're nasty and they're stingy and they're all like Scrooge, you know? So how are you ever going to convince yourself that you are going, that it's a good thing for you to be a wealthy person if you really like somewhere in the back of your mind believe that all wealthy people are kind of jerks? I mean, do you see like a beamer going by and you're like thinking, what an asshole, right? You have to embrace the idea of your own personal wealth in order to attract that wealth into your life. So I have been playing this thing called the prosperity game from Abraham Hicks. The first day... You give yourself $1,000, and by the end of the day, you have to have spent that $1,000. And then the second day, you get $2,000, and then you get $3,000. And every single day, you add another $1,000. And by the end of the day, you have to have spent all that money. It's, it's really very interesting because it doesn't take long before you start to recognize what your priorities are what you like to spend money on, what's important to you. The first thing I did is I paid off all my debt, everything, everything, everything. And then I realized that if I were actually getting this money, that I wouldn't want to be spending all of it every day. So I put 10% into savings every day. 10% of it goes toward creating a foundation that I'll invest and use the proceeds for a, a foundation, that perpetual giving type foundation. And then 20% goes toward taxes because if you're making great money, you're going to have to pay some taxes. And then I and then I can use whatever's left. So if in this theory, so the first day you would put, I would put $100 into savings, $100 into my foundation, $200 into taxes, and I would have $600 left to spend on anything I wanted. So like I said, in the beginning, all I did was pay off debt. And then I started to accumulate real estate. I started to accrue real estate. So the first day I had like $7,000, I bought two and a half acres of land in Arizona. So just to reiterate, this is virtual money. You're not actually at this moment spending the money, but it's to get you into the habit of 
having unlimited wealth or certainly a recurring, a rapidly recurring income stream and what to do with it. So I bought two and a half acres of land in Arizona and then I bought some other real estate and then I bought myself a new car and then, you know, gifts and more more charitable giving because it was around the holiday season and I was giving gift cards and I was, you know, to all these different organizations that raise money for kids who don't have a Christmas, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. So now I've accumulated. I have a villa in Italy, which I'm renovating. So like yesterday, $30,000 went to completely renovate the kitchen of this villa in Italy. And the day before, $31,200 because there was other stuff I had to spend money on the, that next day. $31,200 went toward cleaning up completely, like cleaning up all the land, the interior and exterior and painting the exterior and getting it all cleaned and washed and ready to go. And then the kitchen got renovated. And then the next day, whatever money I had that day, went to completely, you know, finishing all the interior renovations and furnishing it so that I can put it on Airbnb as a rental, as a short-term rental. So those sorts of things, it, it helps you. Like like I said, now I'm up to 53000 Today I had to spend $53,000 or whatever it was, 31600 whatever it was after I got done with my 40% that I set aside. But if you want to, something like this. So this all comes back to what I'm trying to say, which is set goals for yourself in 2023, but not like the kind of things like, oh, by the end of the year, I'll have a million dollars. If that doesn't feel realistic to you, don't do it. Set goals that are meaningful, that are realistic, that are things that get you fired up. Like I, mine are simple. They're just things like make sure you exercise every single day for at least 30 minutes. Make sure you drink four liters of water. You know, don't eat this, eat that. You know, just simple little guidelines. Like I'm not going to eat candy this year, whatever it is. Do something that will make you feel like you've accomplished something if you're able to do it and something that means something to you. One thing I found really helpful, like I've given up sugar for a year before and it was kind of easy because, well, it wasn't easy, but it was doable because each time I thought, oh, I really want to have X, Y, Z, which mostly happens in the beginning. And then you just get over it and you forget about it. But in the beginning, I was like, oh, I really wish I could have that, whatever. And I just say, just have it next year. Don't worry about it. And I thought about at the end of that year, I thought about not doing it, you know, not having the candy. But then I just was lazy. But I think this year is going to be the year that I just stop eating candy altogether. So this has nothing to do with women creating wealth, except that you don't create wealth without accepting it into your life, without embracing it, without knowing what the heck you're going to do with it when you get it. If I want to have $20,000 a week in passive income, which is my goal, my my interim goal, hopefully, then after that, we'll have a bigger goal. But So if I want to have $20,000 a week in passive income, you know, I can't just be saying, oh, cripes, I got all this money. It's accumulating. What am I going to do with it? I have to actually know what I'm going to do with it and why it's exciting and why I'm getting, you know, fired up about it. And like, wow, I've got this foundation now. I already have like $125,000 in that foundation. What, how am I now going to set that up and figure out how I'm going to get that money to people? This is something that you can do to get your mind ready for having lots of wealth. So this is my advice to you. Do something fun for New Year's Eve to set yourself onto the right tone 
And whatever it is, maybe it's a bubble bath, you know, maybe you're just going to ring in the new year with champagne and a bubble bath. It's okay. As long as it feels to you good, it feels good. It feels like something that you want to do for yourself. Like that would be like pampering yourself in 2023. But the other big thing I want to talk about is like Chris, yeah, New Year's Eve is a milestone, right? New Year's Eve is a milestone. Well, this year is a milestone for me, a big milestone for me, because this year, 2023, I turn 60. 60 is a milestone for me because it's big, right? It's it's a decade, it's another decade milestone. And also, it's a good time to look back and look forward. So I'm going to be looking back on the previous year, and then I'm going to be spending the entire, from, from July 1st, which is the month of my birth, July 1st until July 31st of the following year is going to be my 60th birthday celebration. I thought about starting in January 1st, but I think it'll be much more fun to start in the summer. I have two summers of celebration and fun and travel and excitement and really like living life to the fullest and remembering why the heck I'm on this physical planet in this physical form at this point in time, why it's so amazing. Wow, a lot of talking this week. The good news is that we have special guests for the next couple weeks, so you're not going to have to listen to any more of my blah, blah, but I really am encouraging you to be intentional in 2023 and think about what you want the year to be like and think about what you might need to do today to set that particular life on the right foot. What can, if I want to be remembered, right? If you want to be remembered for X, what do you have to do today so that that becomes true by the time you are dead, right? Do your obituary. Think about it. Think about who you want to be and then figure out what you need to do today to be that person. Have a wonderful week. Have a fantastic New Year's Eve. Have a wonderful beginning to your 2023. We'll be with you next week with a special guest who will impart lots of real estate investing knowledge to us And I know you're really going to love her. (laughs) Have a wonderful uh, start to your year. Thanks for tuning into this week's episode of Women Creating Wealth. For more info, be sure to check out womencreatingwealth.net. If you're enjoying the podcast, please follow us on your favorite podcast platform and consider sharing the wealth with someone else who might enjoy it. See you next week.